0: Hello and welcome to another soft sprint. It's uh, the short for, the short form version, and from what as Joey has just said to me, uh, uh, an espresso inspired, coffee, energised episode. You fired up, mate. I couldn't be more fired up. Excellent. I I don't have an icebreaker. My brain isn't thinking of one at the moment, but. I today I want to talk about something that we've talked about uh, recently and it is the idea of content. Oof. 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 The very thing that we're doing. Yeah. This yep. is the content and it's we can get onto that a bit later, but I think content's an interesting one because it, again, when we talk about going through uni and studying whatever study it may be, I think you obviously don't learn content and it's now with the growth of social media threads just being launched. There's always these new content avenues that are coming up and it in a way is a way to sell yourself and is that which is an important way to, I guess, achieve success in this industry. And I think obviously... I might ask you a question first about it because I, you're not saying you're old, but you've been in the business for nine years. Yeah, true. Almost 10. Almost 10, which I imagine if you go back to 10 years, the content or social media game was very different. How have you, I guess, as a business owner, as a trainer, how have you seen the difference in terms of... 10 years ago, what it was like on social media, and now to now, where I guess everything is content.
1: I'm going to speak strictly fitness. Mm. When I first started Science Fitness 10 years ago, it was around the time of CrossFit Kelly Starrett. So, he was a big mobility wad guy, if anyone remembers him. The big thing that was going around at the time was instructional videos, Counter stretch is going to be great for your rec fam and your hip flexor and da, 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 do this for 30 seconds. And everyone was like, oh, stretching is the best thing ever. And then next it would be the single leg glute bridge is this great activation drill. Do this for 30 And everyone's like, oh my God. Do, like, mm. And it was just very one exercise educational driven from yeah. a fitness perspective. And that took off. Yeah. So if you knew how to cue an exercise, you were God's gift. Yeah. And... I think back to um, Kelly did it really well. There were the squat, you guys, who came around a little bit later. And there was all those sort of people who went viral off the fact of explaining exercise really well. Mm. Then it sort of transitioned out of that and went through, you know, different fads and it went very into sort of five years in, workouts of the day, wads, posting, you know, 50 bar-facing burpees with 10 chin-ups, follow me, do this workout at home and, like, I can't imagine anyone actually doing those workouts at home, but that was the big vibe. And now it's transitioning into this big personal brand.
0: Mm.
1: I think that the company is less responsible for the followership and it's more of a gaining trust, uh, providing or showcasing results and being a consistent, secure platform. So I don't think many people follow science of fitness per se, but they would look at our Instagram or our website and go, they've built trust through testimonials. They're a credible business because they've been around for X amount of time and they have an actual facility and they're not some, you know, make-do company in, in the middle of nowhere.
0: Yeah.
1: Where we're heading, in my opinion, is more towards the personal brand. So what does Joe Aggressor know? What does is, what is Matt Hug know? And it only takes you to look at people like uh, James Smith, um, you know, fitness guy turned bestseller turned comedian, to understand that he has created his own personal brand and people like him for who he is uh, and they probably don't aspire to him as much of a what is his sets and reps program, it's more what does James believe in.
0: Yeah,
1: And that's, in my opinion, where the trend's gone. Yeah. Okay.
0: Interesting. Do you reckon it's better for it that way?
1: I feel more inclined to follow people than I do brands, yeah. personally. I couldn't care what Nike's up to. Yeah. Don't even know who runs Nike. Um, But if I look at the people I follow, I'm interested to hear their wins, their losses, their ups, their downs, their experiences, because that's where you learn. Mm. And I'm not necessarily following personally Nike for inspiration. I'm following Nike for what they think the data trend is or, you know, so on and so forth.
0: Yeah. And for you personally, obviously there are different types of content. You obviously have your short form and long form, I this is the main two. But your short forms, like your TikToks, your Instagrams, whatever it may be, that's short sharp. That's what you know your Twitter posts. You got your longer form, your podcasts, your YouTube videos, your newsletters that you have as well. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to that if you haven't. Yep, swipe up, swipe up. You personally, what do you enjoy most in terms of the content? Are you long form, short form?
1: As a creator, as a consumer, consumer, consumer. I am a long form the thing I'm most consistent with is podcasting yeah. I I love listening to podcasts um cause I drive a, a bit yeah I, I like that uh, I like audiobooks. um I like some newsletters uh when I find I'm on Instagram or Twitter it's just a scroll yeah. I'm not actually consuming I'm more just observing observing
0: yeah okay cool and you um I do, I do like long form. I um, I have always enjoyed reading, so I think like reading newsletters and things like that. I really enjoy. I think watching, watching and listening to podcasts and videos. It's I enjoy to a point. There's like things like Huberman Lab, which are awesome, but too long for me. Yeah. But then again, you can obviously break it down to certain things. But my issue with Podcasts and things is that I often listen to them when I'm doing other things, and I don't necessarily consume it probably as best as I should. And then again, it depends on what. If it's strictly educational, then you sit down and actually listen to it properly. But if it's a, a fun, laughing one, then that's fun You can always just have it in the background or on a car trip and so forth. So, yeah, I'll say it depends. Again, it's not like I, I go to Instagram to look at how to treat my clients but if there's a good podcast on a certain thing as a, a case study for a person with a lot of back pain or something like that then I'm like okay I'll listen to that and see if I can take anything from it so I think as a practitioner I would be cautious of consuming things from certain areas but as a as a human being I just watch whatever. If I'm bored, I just go. I'll scroll, scroll the older. Scroll. Yep. It's it's fascinating what's out there. Mm. It's so interesting, but it just proves that anything is can be content to the right audience. Yeah. Like, which I think, me personally, obviously, like you mentioned, that it's a it's a it's an area one should tr- grow in terms of a personal brand, and I think it's the right way to go, but it doesn't come natural to some people. I'll ask if it comes natural to you, but me definitely not so natural. Like I like the creative aspect of it, but me putting myself out there, selling myself, not what I'm used to. But I think like we've talked about before, like it's about getting the reps in and doing it. And I remember back to a, when we had Justin Richardson from Athletes Authority, we had a Zoom call with him and he was sort of having a chat. And I think the content... Shout out to Jazzy, for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. You're great. Yeah, really good. And I, I, I remember one thing from it, and it was that we're talking about content. Someone brought up content, probably even you, and it was um, if you don't do it, someone worse than you is going to and do it, like make money from it, essentially. Mm. And that has stuck with me in terms of it's it's true because you see people out there that aren't good, but they're popular and just like if these people can do it, anyone can do it. And I think, I guess, from that aspect, it's anything can be content and it's it's the way the world is going forward, really.
1: Something I've taken more consideration on recently is it's some people's form of expressing themselves. And if you just mentioned before, where do you feel comfortable? I remember doing... I didn't do the ad, but I applied for the ad. So my grandma has a friend who does ads for a living. She said, come down. I think I was year. No, I was first year out. First year out of school, come down and do this ad for, um, uh, for dream world. Nice. Or wet, wet, whatever. One of the, one theme of the theme parks. parks. Yeah. And you know, I had to like take my shirt off and of speak course. on the ad yeah, and anyway. stuff. And I was so cringe. Yeah. And I like, he, he goes pretty much like, no, you know, could be, Ouch. but no. <laughs> and I just remember the whole speaking and camera yeah. in front of me—not for me. Yeah. Uh, but you know, writing a newsletter or sitting here talking to you, even though the camera's on me right now, I feel quite comfortable. Yeah. But if it was like showbiz, sort of, yeah. Nah, nah no, nah, not at all. Can't do it. Yeah. And I look at Kieran and Rory. Whether they, whether they're faking it or whether they actually love it, they're quite comfortable mm. in front of the camera. Yeah, and quite good. Yeah. So. You know, I, I feel much more comfortable speaking. Even if we had a million people listening to this podcast, which we're not there yet. Not yet, soon. We're worldwide. This we're could not, go viral. We're not a million. Yeah. I feel much more comfortable speaking like this than I do looking at the camera.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting because I have thought about it before because the cameras are there. But if I knew if that was Ash's camera filming, I would not be able to speak this way. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting psychological yeah. shift. Yeah. How have you found
1: the, I guess, the newsletter, longer form writing aspect of it? I love it. I, um, I really enjoy it each week. Truthfully, sometimes I'm like, what the hell am I going to speak about? Mm. But once I get into a rhythm, you know, I write it out, I cut it back, I write it out again, I cut it back again. I, I try and put a bit of effort into it. Yeah. And I think for me, it's a good brain dump at times and sort of formulates my thoughts into frameworks and frameworks and action items, which I try to do a lot of. Yeah. Um sometimes it's a way of me nudging a message that I want to get across, and I don't know if you pick that up or not, but if mm. I'm if I'm if I have a certain agenda about something and I want it to be clear, I try yeah. and rewrite about it. So yeah. it's like this is the way that things should be done,
0: yeah,
1: or at least that I think of. Um, and for me, it's been something that I'm I wanted to challenge myself with and I've been consistent for the best part of a year, every Monday. And that's just something that I, I wanted to, I suppose, tick off.
0: Yeah. And I like that idea as like a challenge because that's what I sort of look at with this podcast. For me, it's like, and I, it's a challenge to one, sort of articulate your own thoughts and ideas into a podcast form. So it's interesting for people, but also learning how to speak, tell a story. And that's what I like about this form of content because it's exciting yep. that way. Yeah. And I wanted to touch on to finish off from my point of view is back to if someone out there, a young, up and coming person, is struggling, I guess, in terms of putting themselves out there like I was or like I still am. But when I think of what Justin said that day and what I try and, what I sort of, the thought process I try and get into is if I approach it the same way I approach working clients with like, I want this to provide a certain value to help people, then that puts me in a better mindset to actually put stuff out into the world. Like that's what, it comes from a place of, if this helps one person, fine, Yeah, awesome. That's that's where I sort of look at it. And if you are struggling and then connect, maybe connect with something more meaningful than just, it's just an Instagram post or I'm afraid to put myself out there. Like what you could say is could help a lot of people.
1: Exactly, and you could get really tied down in that and say, "Look, I just want to help people and this and that." And if it helps one person, then you know, if, like, and people say that, and yeah. it might be true or it might be not. Yeah. Selfishly, I post on Instagram things of me weightlifting because I want to look back and go, "I did seventy, and now I'm doing 80 Yeah,
0: it's a bit yeah. of a journey,
1: like a diary. Yeah, and I know that I have probably like three to four people that actually care what I lift. Yeah, and then the remaining couldn't give two shits. Yeah, so it doesn't just have to be this goodness of your heart. It can be quite literally selfish and go, I'm doing this because I'm proud of myself yeah. or I'm looking back yeah. or, you know, I, it could be, I want to make money. Yeah. To finish off the question for you, what, what's
0: next for Joseph aggressor content wise? What's coming? What's, what's now? What's the future?
1: Look, I think the ultimate goal is to provide a more of a platform for Trainers to have a better understanding of what it takes to be a really good trainer. And I think the sets and reps thing is being exhausted. Truthfully, I think the combination of Rory Timms and Kieran Maguire here would create the best programming curriculum for general population clients. I I, I wholeheartedly believe that. I definitely think it's something we can still do. Where I feel like I can add the most value is from third year, fourth year uni to second to third year out that three to four year window and providing as much education for them as possible for them to make their own decisions going forward. Mm. I feel like a lot of people out there are like, let's grow the monetary side of the business, which I, which I am like, I'm not going to hide from that, but I think there's a lot of soft skills that need to go within that. A lot of principles that need to go in that before you just go make money. Yeah you need to have an understanding of like you spoke about client care client retention all those sorts of things Um, so I want to grow my platform so people know that we have this epic team where they've come from where they've grown so we can then look at making the third year fourth year guys more confident more competent in the workplace and ultimately those people will be able to reach tons of people and generally bring the standard up
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, if you want to follow Joseph, it's at Joseph Aggressor. Joseph underscore. Joseph underscore Aggressor
1: on Instagram. Threads. Pod, Ed, your newsletter is, how do you subscribe? You go to my Instagram, hit that big old URL, Mm. and just hit the button. Hit the button. That's all you need. Hit the button. We're going worldwide, baby.
0: Yeah. Catch you on the next episode of the Soft Pod. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of the SoftPod. We are very grateful that you're choosing to listen to us. And I just want to finish this episode off with a word from our sponsors, TH7 and Body Labs, who are the latest elite performance recovery and wellness facility here in West End in Brisbane, designed to help you feel better and live longer. Born from the belief that the latest performance recovery and wellness therapies should be available to everybody th7 offers evidence-based protocols designed to help recover reset and refocus so go give them a visit listen to our podcast while you're there and we'll catch you next time